This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast brought to you by lifelong Lions fans, UJ, Rug Dog, Bob, where we talk about our favorite team, the Detroit Lions, and Stanford we trust, one pride, I am your host Big Z, let's get this thing rolling. All right, Big Z. Let's go. All right, you guys. Another heartbreaking loss by the Detroit Lions, 30-27 to to the San Francisco 49ers. We're recording this on a Thursday, this September 20th, so we've had a lot of time to process what happened. Um, a big holding call after a Tracy Walker interception brought it down with inside the 10-yard line that probably would have sealed the deal for our Lions to get the victory on the road. But they call holding on Glover Quinn. Um, before we get into the rest of the game, that was Diggs. What are your guys' thoughts on the refs' Diggs. call? Diggs. Oh, Diggs. Sorry, Diggs. Hey, the refs got their Diggs, and that's all. What can I say? Whoa! Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, yo! <laughs> I think yeah. the call. I think the call was a little ticky tack, but you know you can't blame the refs. I mean, everyone gets calls against them and for them. It's just the way it is. You can't blame it on one call. We should. Hey, at least Tracy game. Walker didn't Kyle Fuller it. You know, well, what dropping. Mean? You mean by drop? He meant by dropping it. When he like dropped he the game. Oh <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the the call was a little ticky tack, but could have gone either way. But... Yeah, could have gone either way. Exactly. But the problem so... I have with it is that the the throw was within one second of the snap. It's not possible to hold somebody that fast. And the and what upsets me more, the guy who is supposed to be calling that, the back judge behind the linebacker or where the safety that was brought up digs in this case. Yeah. Did not make the call. It was the ref on the sideline 25 yards away. That is the part I really don't like about the call. You know, you're right, Zach. Uh, it, it, it was a, might've been a bad call, but you know what? These calls happen and we think it's only happens to us, but it happens to everybody. We, we got to win these games despite the refs. I mean, you can't blame it on one call. There's no way we should have been in that position. We were in at that point of the game. There's no excuse. We were a better we're a better team than San Francisco, and we couldn't win that game. That's not good. Yeah, All right, I, so I, let I, me. Um... I also think one more th- on that. I just think uh, it's a little bit of the kind of the Jordan rules, you know. I think the Patriots don't get that call because they've earned it. They've been there. You're right. Mm-hmm. Lions, Lions are going to get that stuff. But anyway, one last point. Nothing. I'm going to go with the optimistic and try to see the lights out of everything. How about the rookie third rounder jumping that route? That was a nice oh, yeah. play. That was a fantastic play. Fantastic play by Tracy Walker. A- excellent play. He's supposed to be a developmental guy and making a play like that in the week two. That's yep. to look forward to. It was. Absolutely. Yeah. And we'll lead him this week due to the injury to Slay, but we'll get to that Oof. a little bit later. <laughs> what is the one issue with this team in this game that made them lose? The top issue. First? I- I'll say the top issue because yeah. there's more than one issue. All right, well, I'll go first. Oh. Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead, Jack. Uh, I'll say this, and this is what gives me a little bit of hope going forward, that it was Stafford. <laughs> Stafford, if he makes those throws that he we're used to him making, we win that game in probably a blow-up fashion. What are like four overthrows that might have been touchdowns? Yeah, Normally, at least he notably overthrew Marvin Jones twice and Kenny Galladay once. Kenny Galladay was later in the game, yeah. and it would have been very clutch. And they well, would have been breakaways. Yeah. Well, Jack, you kind of stole my thunder there because I was just thinking the same thing. I think Stafford seemed 
timid or something in the beginning of the game. I, I can't explain it because I've never seen Stafford quite look like this before. And and I don't know if it was stemming from the – maybe he's still injured from the first game when, uh, you know, Decker stepped on his knee and he's just not talking about it. I don't know. He just seems somehow timid in the pocket. And second half he came out, you know, when it, when it was crunch time, he came out looking good. But uh, He could still know. dance the sideline on that knee, though. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> there was one time he ran out out of bounds. Though I don't remember the play, but where he could have turned it up, I thought he would. But he he just ran out. I think he's tentative on that knee. I really do. I would say he's looked kind of off since the first snap of the season. Just something's yeah. been off. It's maybe it's just the new regime. I don't know, but something's off. But uh, maybe yeah. it's too many daughters at home now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've heard that theory. There's too much estrogen in the house. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not enough testosterone, <laughs> and there there could be something to that. We could do a scientific study, I guess. Yeah, but I, I hope that is the Lions' biggest problem because that's exactly. not a problem at all ultimately. Because Stafford's a really good quarterback. So, well, Bob, we'll ultimately, figure it out. I agree with you. I think I think I love Stafford. I'm a huge fan, but but to be totally honest, like he he struggled these first two games unchar- oh, yeah. uncharacteristically. He, he seems off. That's all. I agree. So, Bob, what was your biggest issue of the game? My my biggest issue is the run defense. Yes, I agree. I was going to go there as well. Totally killing them. If they actually their defense looks terrible, but really, if you isolate just the run defense, yeah, if they could improve that, even just those big gash plays, they'd actually be not too bad. I mean, the The coverage was pretty good all game. It allowed six sacks. You're right. Yeah, I know we're. uh, I think we're third in the league in sacks, and we're leading the league in cover in uh, linebacker sacks. Well, so. that that one stat, third in the league in sacks, is unbelievable to me. <laughs> yeah, I know because right. everyone with that defensive line, everyone's thinking they're I not going to get any sacks yeah. this year, and right. Ziggy being hurt. Six sacks last week, none by defensive linemen. But see, I think that's a good thing because what it's shown to me is that Patricia's defense is kicking in with certain people because. I think we all kind of knew that linebackers were going to be the stars of this defense when it starts kicking in. Mm-hmm. And, and and we I think we saw a hint of that in, the, in their last game. So, absolutely. This, this, go on, Zach. No, no, you go. Uh, I was just going to say this defense, in my opinion, is performing more or less exactly how I expected it to this year. I was hoping for a little better run defense, if not a lot better, but – I thought they were going to be the kind of defense that wasn't going to be perfect, wasn't going to be shut down, was going to give up some plays, give up some yards. But they were going to be opportunistic like uh, Patricia's defenses in, in uh, New England have been. And look at this last game. I mean, I know it wasn't pretty at times, but they kept us in that game with big plays at key moments with sacks and some picks and stuff. And, and as long as yeah. they do that and Stafford hits those throws, like I said, we probably win that game by a couple touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, it should be noted that Ashawn Robinson was playing in the fourth quarter a little more in this game when the run defense was starting to shore up. So I didn't, I, I didn't get a chance to look at the game film, but um, I, I'm actually, hoping maybe being put in the doghouse early in the season is putting a lighting a fire under his ass. But, actually, Z, uh, yeah. I, I think that's notable because I was reading something that him and uh, and Hand had actually between the two of them had. A pretty decent game together. Uh, I think combining for seven or eight tackles and a and a couple of pressures, and so they actually uh, did pretty good uh, overall. So, um, yeah. I still have yeah. a problem with Gerard Davis's run 
uh, defense is tackling, I still think it is lacking severely. Ugh. Yeah. And I wouldn't yeah. mind to see him switched out on rundowns, like as in first and 10, maybe second and um, like seven to four yards. I, he just, he gets there, but he can't wrap up and he, he doesn't make those big plays in the run game. And it, it is a yeah. consistent thing out of him, but I don't yeah. know if that can be fixed. Yeah. Hey, Jack, it's like, it's you and I talking about this earlier. Uh, I think he, he, he needs to slow down a bit, maybe. Yeah, uh, he needs to let him – he needs to see the game better. He, he's so anxious to get to the spot. Yeah, his speed is unbelievable. I mean, when he tracked down uh, the quarterback on that one play for a sack, it was unbelievable. It, he just ran him down like it – was, it was incredible. But his speed is amazing, but he needs to sometimes slow the game down a little bit and, and process it better. Break I, yeah, I, I, I think I if he can do that, he'll be great. I'm waiting for him to make some impact plays, which he hasn't really done yet. He's just yeah. been kind of yeah. average, you know. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he'll develop as we go along. On the oh. other hand, Kennard has been quite good. Ooh, he had a oh, clean yeah. sack that one time. That was like his one sack off the left edge. He actually beat a tackle in like classic fashion. That was refreshing to see. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I just want to be because we're talking about when we were talking about Ashawn and and Deshaun Hand, you know, as our hopefully our future duo of dominating D tackles. Uh, I'm going to coin it now. Roll, roll pride. Roll pride. Roll pride. Roll pride. I hate um, saying that. I also want to bring up one other thing again: <laughs> the special team, which was a strength of ours last year, is oh, again God. lacking in week oh. two. It, what it, the hell happened to them? It's very it's yeah. dumbfounding. It, they were a top three special teams unit last year. What happened? Your balls drop off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, like the you coverage might... is ridiculous. It's those, horrible on those long runs. The coverage is terrible. Did they bring Kerry back yet? I know they were talking about it. No, they still worked him out, but they have not signed him. They just did decide. They did sign Deshaun Sheed this week, and yeah. Um. Well, I guess we could talk about now is Darius Slay with a concussion. Um, Looks like he's out. Kind of questionable the defense of play calling on that play to put him against the fullback, um, especially in a short yarded situation where there's a good chance the fullback's going to get the ball and Darius Slay has to tackle him. Yeah. I didn't know that. Good I agree. No, you're right, Zach. That was uh, – <laughs> I mean, here's Slay. What, he's, what, 185 pounds taking on yeah. the fullback? I mean, come on. Head on. It's, it's, it's not gonna. Yeah. It's not gonna end well. Yeah, you don't want to put your players in that kind of uh, situation. No, unfortunate. But yeah, it's kind of a fluky thing, though. But yeah, I agree. Um, so as far as set those guys up like this, yeah. As far as kick, and we'll get into that later when we talk about the um, upcoming opponent. But uh, as far as kickoffs, I say just kick it in the end zone from now on, like most teams are doing. Just let's get yeah. our defense out there. <laughs> Especially, oh, the way, yeah. especially the way special teams have been playing. You don't want to try what the Seahawks did with that drop kick? Did you see that? I no. saw that. <laughs> I that did. was amazing. I did. Describe that it. Was, I want to see more of that. I thought that they was, did that on the on the kickoff. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, it was an onside kick with a drop kick. It was. Amazing. I didn't know that was even legal. I know. That's amazing. Oh yeah. It, it didn't work, but it was a neat thing to see. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> Yes. Yeah, anyway, Seattle had a desperate comeback, but anyway, yeah. Um, um, our special I want to get one more point of contention with the game. 
Um, okay. At least amongst our group of Lions fans, and I'm sure amongst many. Um, Jim Bob Cooter. Um, I will let you go, Bob, first, since you are his biggest supporter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his absolute biggest supporter. Number one fan club member. Uh, the You know, the guy who bought the first registration to, to the Jim Bob Cooter fan club. Bob, yeah. I think you're the president of the chapter, the United States chapter, I think. Or is it the <laughs> Earth chapter? Well, I'm, I'm sure. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm definitely a fan of Jim Bob Cooter. I think uh, keeping him on was a, a wise move by the Lions. And because uh, I, I, I agree that I know that it's a cliche that they're saying execution, but that's basically what's been happening. I mean, the, the run game is starting to develop now. And we didn't really have a running back for, which kind of handcuffed him. And the the passing game, I mean, I don't see you could have a problem with the scheme so much when Stafford's overthrowing all these open people. So there's there's obviously plays that are being run correctly, but they're not being executed correctly. Rudd Dog, I know you're a little more of a, a you can call me a, you, you so you can call me a hater. I don't care. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I love. <laughs> I, you know how I feel. I've wanted him. I wanted him gone a while ago. Obviously, having no say in the matter, I, I put up with it, and I also give it credit when it's due. I mean, the guy has made efforts to get better and improve. It's, to my opinion, painstakingly slow. Uh, I I still have problems with some of his plays, and I still don't think he knows how to run a run game real well as far as calling it, when to call it, when to set it up, but. This game, it, it's hard to put too much on him because, like, like Bob said, its execution was pretty, pretty atrocious on some plays. And when you got wide open receivers getting overthrown by ten feet, uh, what did you want Jim Bob to do? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. so I, I, I feel like we, you know, just keep living it from game to game. Right now, I don't think this one's on Jim Bob. I agree. I agree. Uh... But I do think there's some questionable calling, like when to call the run plays, like you said, Jack. I don't think he knows how to use the run game yet. I think he's kind of learning mm-hmm. the the best times to use it. And 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 why don't we run carry on Johnson? Oh, more? so much more, please. Are you kidding me? I got a fever, yeah. and the only yeah. fear a... is more carry on. He, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. I mean, I think I think he's going to get more and more involved as it goes along. He needs to just... seriously. Hey, Zach, what was that? You referenced the article to me with the uh, execution thing. Mm-hmm. And there was one of, the, one of the run plays that they did call. They called the right call, but they yeah. messed up the execution. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was, um, that? it was on third and three in the first quarter. And the ball was given to Kerryon Johnson on a left power. And the right guard, Kenny Wiggins, who's filling in for TJ Ling this week, tried to cut block. On DeForest Buckner, the D end of the San Francisco 49ers. And he yeah. didn't really get a clean cut block. So DeForest Buckner got free and uh, was allowed for the easy tackle. I know the play you're talking about, Zach. Yeah, he missed that block. I don't think bad. Wiggins played too bad, but that's the type of thing you're going to get with a backup lineman. Yeah, but you know what, though? That being said, I mean, we're off the topic a little bit. We were talking about the running backs, but uh, I think overall, Wiggins did not play a bad game. And if he can be there every game, I'd almost take him over Lang because, I mean, Lang, you just can't count on him being there. What the hell? The guy's yeah. got to play. I mean, we're paying him all this money, but he, yeah. but he can't play. Value I mean, and, and availability. 
Ability is availability, right? I mean, it's cliche, but I mean, we need a guy that's going to be there. All- and well, Wiggins did not play that bad of a game. He's a huge guy. I mean, he's a big dude. He he well, played pretty well in the past. Stafford had a lot of clean pockets. I don't know. He did have a lot I, of clean I, pockets. I, yeah, he didn't do yeah. too bad. What was his sack set? He graded out pretty well sack? from what I read in the game. He got one sack. Stafford once got sacked twice in this game. Oh, twice. Anyway. Well, one was that weird one where he was running to the sideline and fumbled it, though, wasn't it? Yes, that was on Stafford. That play was on yeah. Stafford. Right. you got to get rid of that ball. Yeah. It was not. Hey, Zach. Yes. Where do you come down on JBC, on uh, Cooter? So, I am you... I am 50-50 on him because I think his first half play calling is below par. Um, I do not like the way he was calling plays in this game, for instance. I thought there was too many checkdowns to the running backs. And Jim Bob Cooter really does favor a lot um, of pass plays on third and short, of, um, in which the ball does not travel past the first down marker. We see a lot of our yeah. guys get tackled short of the first down marker. But in the second half, he opens up the playbook. I wish we he coached the first half like he does the second half, because the Lions always find themselves like in a tight game or down a little bit, and the yeah. game picks up a lot faster. The communication is a lot more seamless. It would be nice um, to jump out to a big lead sometime. Yeah, so. yes. it would. Why do, we start so, why do we start so slow? I mean, why? I, I don't get it. I, I really don't. Can someone explain why we start so slow? Well, I, first of all, I, I think it's the offense that always seems to start slow. And that's part of the problem that I have. Yeah. Um, most of these teams come in with a good, like, script plays and maybe show a little creativity in the first half. And – for instance, and I hate the Bears, but their new coach, Matt Nagy, in the first half, he comes out with pretty creative play calls, and they execute. And then in the second half, Mitch Trubisky comes in, and then <laughs> yeah. the offense falls apart because teams adjust. You're right. <laughs> we actually adjust really well in-game as an offense, which is part of the reason I like Jim Bob Cooter. That's why the offense picked up later in the game, because we adjust really well. Where is, that, where is that steaming, though, coming into the game is the problem I have. I agree. We need to start out stronger. We, uh, I, You know, we, we get in a hole all the time. We're always burying ourselves, you know, digging ourselves out of a hole. And with this defense, yeah. you just can't do that. You can't afford it. No. I know. In the Jets game, we could have put the dagger in early in that game. We could have. It would have been a totally different game. Absolutely. So couldn't get it done. Jets suck. They're not a good team. I agree. I mean, <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers suck. They're not a good team. And we lost think, to two really bad teams. I'm sorry. Think, but... the, think the Jets are going to give the Browns their first W? <laughs> this week? Well, well, Jets oh, are winning that. 14 to nothing right now. So, uh, Oh, that's today? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching it as we speak. So, oh, Tarot Taylor's 3 of 12 passing in this game. He, he's terrible. It's time to bring in bring oh, the yeah. Baker. Yeah, for sure. They should, for sure. Yeah. Taylor's never. Anyway, I forget the Browns. Don't worry about the pool. goddamn Browns. Who cares? <laughs> Let the Baker cook some W's and then Jameis will lead them. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. Just, I just want to go over the stats for this game really quick for the okay. people listening in case they didn't know what went on. Stafford, 34 of 53, 347, three touchdowns. Carry Sounds like a nice line if you just it, hear that. Yeah, it is a nice line. It is a nice <laughs> Absolutely, line. but it doesn't it, tell the whole story. It could have been four fifty. It could have been four hundred fifty yards. Yeah, yeah, easily, easy. Um, carry on Johnson, eight carries for forty three yards. Yeah, five point four average. Even Legarrette Blunt, um, the pusher, eight yards, 
or eight carries, thirty-eight yards, four point eight. Um, and then the, I'll just say the top three receivers: Golden Tate, seven for one hundred nine, six catches for Kenny Galladay, eighty-nine yards, and fifty-four yards for Marvin Jones, one touchdown. Easily could have been yeah. one hundred fifty yards for Marvin. Oh, Jones. E- easily. Oh my oh, gosh. Jones looks amazing right now. He's out. He's beating guys. He's doing a great job. He's just he saying. is. And yeah. while we're on the subject of offense, I also want to bring up what a good run game can do for you because they had set up a couple nice runs, and then Kenny Galladay fakes pass, fakes a run block and is wide open on that um, play action pass. That play was absolutely end. brilliant. That, oh, yeah. What a brilliant play. So when Jim Bob Cooter and Stafford have a run game, look at, look at the beauty. Yeah. And really, that run game really did create that because they, they played down on the run. Galladay faked a, a, a block. And just broke out. He was wide open. It was an amazing play. So, so who we, was your Lions star of the game? Well, we'll go around one ooh, person each. Star of the game. Hmm. Yeah. I know we lost, but I, I have one guy that stuck out or that I want to talk about. So, uh, I well, well, start, why don't you start, Zach? Yeah. I'm really excited for Michael Roberts going forward after that big catch he had late in the game. He is yeah. almost non-existent in the passing offense, and I think that is the spark that we needed, and he showed up at a big time for the Lions. You know, you might be right, Zach. Uh, that was his forte in college, his catch in the red zone, catching touchdown passes. Oh, yeah. And, but, and you can see the interviews after the game. He was feeling it, man. He's just, uh, he was so happy. I, I think this could be this, hopefully the start of something, you know. His hands are huge. He, one hand covers the whole ball. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. His, his hands are enormous. Yeah. He's a great target. Uh, yeah, he's got those huge mitts, man. Yeah. Well, we don't we don't have to go around. I just want to get him. Oh, I'll, I'll go. I, <laughs> oh, I like yeah. uh, Kennard. I'm really loving him on this defense right now. He looks like he he. I don't know he, if he's quite. You know, he's obviously not quite uh, Cleo Mack, but he's looking like he could be a type of guy like that for us. We can get after the quarterback, get some sacks. Yeah, yeah, that's game, a good Kennard, call. Bernard had two sacks. Gerard Davis had two sacks. Christian Jones had one sack, and Eli Harold had one sack. Wow, it was pretty amazing. I'm gonna go. And, I'm gonna go with Kenny Galladay, uh, only because there's two games in a row now. He's he's come out to play. Like mm-hmm. well, it's, well, it seems the rest of the team hasn't been. He's been there. He's solid, man. He's looking good. So, uh, yeah, he, he he's gonna really help this team a lot. A and lot. Stafford left another touchdown out there for him too. Yes, he did. Yes, he, he was did. Gone yeah. on that play. That that was. I was going to go with Galladay as well. He is playing great, and uh, just look at him with his the way he carries himself. He's so confident right now. He has no doubts about his abilities, and he can. He's unfazed by the game right now. Uh, I think a lot of that has to do with that he went to say Rita High School in Chicago. Oh, there it is. oh, oh you're boy. waiting for it. Oh, did I have boy. to say it? Did I have to say it out loud? It's obligatory. That does give him an advantage. It does. Yeah. So. yeah. Southside Chicago, baby. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I bet he's not complaining about all the conditioning. He's probably hey, employees hey, for him. Hey, can we talk about that for a second? The uh, conditioning? Sure. Go. Go for yeah, it. I, I think this is a hot topic because, uh, you know, we're off to an 0-2 start under Patricia, the, you know, the, the great hope that we, we all – all the Lions fans have, like we do every year, new coach, new regime. He's working him too hard. Oh, my God, he's running him so hard. It's just – it makes my heart just pound and, and joy <laughs> when, when I 
I see here he's working these guys and running these guys. I think it's a great thing. And, and if these guys don't buy into it, uh, there's a problem with the guys. You find different guys. And, 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 my, and my personal opinion is with Patricia, okay, it's off to a rocky start. There's no doubt about it. But you know what? This, this thing may take time. I hate to say it to Lions fans because we all believe that they're going to have a great year and make the playoffs because of the last couple of years. But it may, it may take more than a year. But I'm telling you, I think Patricia's on the right path. I really, honest to God, in my heart, believe it. And and I think when he gets more people buying into his system, this team is going to be unstoppable, man. We're we're going to be tough. We're going to be in shape. I mean, they're, they're, no one's going to be able to handle this team because we're going to be so mentally tough, physically tough. And, you know, some people aren't going to buy in. And this is his first year. So, you know, it, it – it might take a little more time than Lions fans hope for, you know, reading the comments and all the, in the, on the news threads and stuff like that. Everyone's so negative and it's, it's, it's just brutal to read, but yeah. I actually feel positive about this team. I mean, look at the step we took from week one to week two. Let's see what happens against the Patriots. Uh, you know, I don't want to, but even if we lose that game, I, I'm telling you, I think we're on the right path. I think Quinn, Patricia, I think Patricia's the right guy for this team. I'm a believer. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, man. I, I, have, some with, I have some with me right now. It sounds like I think yeah. I think he should run them harder. <laughs> I, I, I think he should run them harder. I'm choosing to believe. I'm choosing to believe, all right? I'm not going to take the, the usual easy path of, oh, these guys suck, get a new coaching staff. This is bullshit. No, yeah. I'm, I'm choosing to believe in this team. You know, you can't give it two games and say that he sucks and and everything's bad. It's just not. You well, can't do it. I don't. I wouldn't. I would have a point about that because I don't think he's really at this point. I don't think his criticism is too much on him at all. In my opinion, I'm right now. The only criticisms I have in leadership was I would. This is Bob Quinn's roster. He's been building this for three years now, and uh, deficiencies are starting to belong to him. So, like, our defense and our inability to stop the run, I think, is in large part – he gets he carries the blame there right now, I think, because he didn't address the that problem as, as hard as we thought, you know, as he might have needed to. We lost Nada last year, and you saw what happened to our defense. Yeah. Our run D, and he didn't really address that in any significant way in the offseason. And I'm not I'm not saying I'm totally down on Quinn. He, he, he put his – you know, he picked where to put his eggs and which baskets, and, and obviously he put it more on the offense, and, and that's where it gets so frustrating is when he put all those eggs over there and it performs like it has today. It's like, ah. But uh, I, I wouldn't, I, I'm wouldn't. i definitely not down on Patricia yet. That's way too early in my book to even really start getting on him yeah. too much. Well, now, that, yeah. now that we're talking about Patricia, I just want to bring up one thing from the last game that was kind of um, going around the media. But I, I totally disagreed with it. So just a little game. Um, maybe we'll play it each week if the situation is right. Did Matt Patricia make the right coaching decision? And in this case, it was at the end of the first half. The Lions come out of the two-minute warning with a sack. Matt Patricia decides not to take a timeout. And the San Francisco 49ers run the clock down to about a minute five. And then they end up punting it back yeah. to the Lions. We get it back with 48 seconds. But all three of their timeouts. I personally agree yeah. with the call. Well, I'll tell you, at the time, Zach, to be totally honest with you, I was yelling at the screen. I'm going, what the hell is he doing? Why is he calling a timeout? (laughs) I was really mad. 
I'll be honest with you. In in uh, uh, afterthought, after it was over, and when Trisha explained what he's doing, it obviously worked out the way he wanted it to, and he was right. He made a good call. Um, but at the time, I was mad. I thought he was not making the right call. So I think it turned out to yeah. be a good call, but I didn't like it at the time. I was yelling at the screen. I was screaming at the TV. I, I like the call. I think, <laughs> I think we've proven that actually Caldwell – do you remember that classic Caldwell call when he, we it was at, we got lucky? Granted, it was at the end of the game they decided to throw a pass. Oh, what year was that? It was a couple of years ago, and we managed to actually maintain our timeout and get a great comeback win. What was that in London? I don't know, but uh, yeah, the Falcons. My, yeah. my point is, we know the value of a timeout is much greater in the hands of the offense than it is for to get a few extra seconds for the offense you know what i mean like so then you get yeah. way more positive control on the clock when you're moving down the field and stafford with a few timeouts and a little less time on the clock is i think way more lethal than you know having the clock ticking without right with having to force you to throw sideline rounds and stuff so i agree i like the play so yeah did you like it at the time though ah I'm not gonna lie. I was. Uh, yeah, I was. I was, uh, I was not happy at the time. I was. But afterwards, I was, like, I was fine. I'm not gonna yeah, lie that I, I wasn't agree. too attentive. I was at a bar with some boys and my boys and a few beers in, so I didn't really wasn't too. Uh, okay. Aware. Well, my situation. I totally awareness. agree. I was totally on board for it. I'm always in the in the camp of keeping your timeouts for the offense, especially so, so, when you have three of them, and the way the Lions can move the ball down the field. So because that, the other end of it is, if you take that timeout, and then you have a three and out on offense, you're giving the 49ers another chance to go down the field with plenty of time. So, Zach, at the moment, you were on board with the call? 100%. Okay. All right. All right. Well, you're a wiser man. And uh, I'll yeah. just get, I'll give, I'll do my Matt Patricia quote for the week as well. Uh what, oh, when right. the media asked him, you didn't consider using any of the three remaining timeouts on defense. Nope. We wanted to keep them for exactly where we needed them, which is exactly where we had them. So it was great. We moved the ball way down the field. We got in the scoring range, which is exactly where we needed to be. So it was actually perfect. It was nice to get Matt Patricia on our shows. <laughs> it was really nice. Yeah. I don't know. It's always nice when he uh, calls in really quick. Yeah. He's got to be a busy man. He's a good guy. He's a good guy like that. He's a hard runner. (laughs) He hasn't shaved. So when he's not. Zach's uh, started wearing the uh, Matt Patricia gear. You know, that that look. I I noticed his belly getting a little bigger, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> can I can I propose a nickname? Can we can we call him the Belly or is that is that uh, I like it. I don't know. I call uh, him the Belly sometimes because also it implies that he's from the Bill Belichick coaching tree as well. Belly. But right. well, you could try. We'll see if it. That's a good happens. connection, Zach. But I don't know. <laughs> give it give it a shot. We'll see what happens. Or I, I don't want to call him number two with the pencil. So we can call <laughs> oh, pencil yeah, Belly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lead belly. <laughs> yeah. Lead belly. There you go. I like it. I like that. <laughs> um, okay. So I think we should move on to previewing next week and the big okay. storyline. Ooh, one last thing. No, I, I don't know how we didn't address that. What did everyone think about Blunt doing his oh, little antics? Push? Yeah. I've mixed um, I hope we don't see him in the game next week or at least getting only one or two carries. You mean, you mean as far as the penalty, Jay? 
Yeah, well, I, I, I didn't mean his play. was. Zach obviously doesn't want him in at all. But, uh, um, yeah, what do you guys think? Um, I will say right out that I'm, I'm mixed on it. It was a stupid play. You cost your team 15 yards and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, sometimes the team needs a little shot in the arm. And maybe that was a little shot in the arm, you know? So yeah. I, I don't hold it against them because this team needs a little something. And maybe that was that little something. So, oh, yeah, and he's standing up for his quarterback. Ex- exactly. So, so Kelly I, Stafford uh, uh, approved on Twitter, I believe. Well, the, yeah, <laughs> well, I know go. she did. Yeah, so I'm grateful for someone showing some fire. And I gotta <laughs> say, you know, that's true. Yeah, it's good to see a little bit of fire out of this team. Yeah, maybe we need a little uh, Jim Schwartz in this team, right? Did I remember Schwartz? So he oh came gosh, in. Yeah. he's oh, damn yeah. the torpedoes. They just want to see fire, no matter what. You know, <laughs> maybe a little more measured. Uh, you know, no, amount I, of that. I, a little bit. I was like, I was totally, that was utterly stupid in my opinion at the time, but eh, see it how you want, I guess. Hey, but what happened? They threw the 67 yard pass to Tate right after that, and they scored a touchdown anyway. So, there you go. I mean, yeah. did the, the penalty didn't even hurt them, as it turned yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. I'm in well, the I camp, think... though, that um, I I think it was really, really stupid. This is a guy, this is a guy that's um, been to three straight Super Bowls and he is supposed to be one of the leaders of the team and doing that. Coming off the bench and hitting somebody is different than being on the field and hitting them. And that's the part I didn't like about it. So Zach, think about what you just said. Here's a guy who just won three Super Bowls not maybe he knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah. Maybe May, right. Maybe maybe <laughs> yeah. there was a, a you know, a purpose to what he was doing. You get this team pumped up a little bit. Maybe there's something to it. I mean, I'm not going to uh, deny deny that necessarily. Well, he pushed that guy <laughs> down a lot better than he pass blocked last week. So, uh, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey Zach, before you start the preview, yeah, let's just assume we're down seven nothing because we're going to give up a kick return or a punt return. <laughs> so it's seven nothing. Yeah. That's a given. It's <laughs> a given. <laughs> right. Go ahead. Sorry. All right. So this week. On Sunday Night Football in Detroit, we have the New England Patriots, who are 1-1 one one this year, after getting their ass kicked by the Jacksonville Jaguars in yep. Jacksonville. The Patriots coming off a 31-20 loss. The Patriots are 14-1 and one after losing by double digits in the Bill Belichick area. era. Um, so that is something to consider. Tom Brady had 234 yards and two touchdowns, but no picks against the Jaguars. That's a pretty stout defense. And the New England Patriots only had 82 rushing yards. So Jeez. I would expect a weak run game, and we should try to exploit that. But what do you guys? What are you guys looking forward to most in this game? There the was another the coaches, the schemes, or the uh, matchups on the field. Field. Well, there was another stat out there too, Zach, about how the last time the Patriots lost two games in a row, which is extremely rare for them. But anyway, um, I definitely think it's on the field. That's where it's got to be. Um, it's going to be because I think if Stafford plays his game and makes his throws, I think we can win this game. I, I don't see a reason why not. I think the defense – I can see the defense getting to Brady here and there. Um, it's, it, well, that's the one thing. Without Slay, too, it's going to be – a it's going to make it that much harder on that secondary, but I think it's on the field. Well, this this is where I think we're going to see the progression of Patricia, game to game to game. All right, he's he's been adjusting. He's been it's it's a work in progress, right? I I personally, I'm picking the Lions in this game. With low low confidence, but I'm, but I'm picking them. 
because I drink a lot of blue Kool-Aid. Yeah. And uh, hold so on, I, we the I, predictions I, at the end. The I pretty. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I won't go. <laughs> I won't go there yet. But uh, I think our defense has been progressing game to game. He, he's going to make some good adjustments. I think Stafford's been improving game to game. I think our offense will put some points up. I think our defense will do what they have to do, and we'll, and we'll squeak by in this one and a home game. I think it'll happen. Yeah, well, you're not supposed to say that at the that you think yeah. it'll happen. No, no. <laughs> well, I haven't given my score yet. But. Okay. You didn't even answer the question. What's the question? <laughs> Which matchup? The coaching on the sideline or the players on the field? I think I think this one's going to do a lot with the coaching. Seriously. A lot with the coaching. A lot. Who would know this team better than Patricia? Well, right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And how he coaches these guys up and gets them ready to play this game. I think it's going to be a huge factor. Absolutely. And, uh, I think uh, Jim Bob Cooter's first job was with Josh McDaniel back in the day. But uh, mm-hmm. So, there's that connection, too. Yeah, and Belichick was a Lions coach, too, back in the day in 77 or whatever. That's true. Old. That's where he got the greatness. <laughs> That's it right. Is. But. <laughs> Is that why we've been doing so bad? Because we've been off the Belichick? Yeah, because he took time? it out of Detroit and brought it somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. and, Cleveland, and Cleveland had him, too, at one point. So there, maybe there's something to having Belichick formally on your that's right. coaching staff. Well, hey, um, that's, a, that's another argument about Patricia, though. I'm sorry. You know, Belichick had his share of failures before he became the greatest coach ever. Yeah. Right? So we can't call, you know, call it short on Patricia right now in, in this early in his career. I just think this guy's got a lot to offer, and and we we, I mean, we're going to see a lot of good things coming from him. That's my opinion. So that's what I think. No, I I'm a I I'm a believer. Agree. I completely agree. So um, Zach, for for this week, um, I'm looking forward to seeing the the Lions' offense develop and see what they do. If the defense can just uh, get rid of those gash plays and play decent, and then yep. if the offense can if uh, Stafford can get that deep ball laying in where he's supposed to, I think we have, have a great shot at this game. Well, so last week, the Jaguars, they were very good at exploiting a lot of underneath routes and crossing routes because the Patriots defense, I believe, is a little slower than more, most defenses that you'll see all year. Like, say, compared to the Falcons defense, who has a lot of speedsters on the defense and they rely on speed which I think would be a worse matchup for the Lions. But I think, especially with Golden Tate um, and all our underneath routes, uh, Marvin Jones, he, he can do a good crossing route as well. Galladay is obviously really explosive. Sure. I like the matchup of our offense against this Patriots defense. This Patriots defense had no sacks last week. Kyle Van Noy had an interception, but <laughs> shout out to Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Van Noy. Um, but this Patriots defense was really exposed last week against – what a lot of people consider not a great quarterback in Blake Bortles. Um, Blake Bortles had a 111.0 rating and four touchdowns against the Patriots last week. And that's Blake Bortles. We, Matt Stafford is clearly a better quarterback than Blake Bortles. So I'm really looking forward to see what the Lions can do at home against this Patriots defense. I agree. But I also want to throw out Jarvis Landry, just, or uh, not Jarvis Landry. Josh, Josh Gordon. Gordon just got traded for to the Patriots, and apparently he's ready to go. Um, yeah. I don't think there is much of the playbook he's going to be ready for within a week, especially because I am. It is my understanding he is not very good at reading a playbook or understanding it. Zach, all they got to do is thump, run fast, run and deep. 
That is exactly yeah. what I am worried about to an extent because sick, sick Tracy Walker is probably going to be in there. Right. And, he, and his weakness is those deep balls. He is very <laughs> exposed on those. So I, maybe we won't see him in there. And they that's why they had to sign Deshaun Sheed so he can go up against the job. Well, we're going to need a big game from our, our, our big game from our safeties this week, I think. You know, uh, yeah. helping out on those deep passes. So. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and the run game, too. I mean, like you said, they only did 80 yards. So, if we can at least make it – we don't have to make it, you know, uh, shut it down, but we can't be setting up their play action like crazy. That's when Brady will just start picking you apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to make Brady uncomfortable, too. I, and we we did a pretty good job last week. And uh, if Brady can stand back there all day, he's going to kill you. But if you can make him a little uncomfortable, you can really affect the game. And – that's what we need to do on defense. I hope yep. we can pull it. I hope we can pull it off. Well, he is 50, so, I mean, come on. Well, well, that's <laughs> yeah. true. true. <laughs> um, one more player we should talk about, and it, it's a big issue because the Lions historically have been terrible against tight ends is Rob Gronkowski. Th- this guy could be the nightmare for the Lions in this game. How do you guys think the Lions defend Rob Gronkowski? Can I answer that with a quick question? Uh, what was the stat line for uh, San Francisco's tight end, their stud? I'm that was their up. that was their best uh, player week one. George yeah. Kittle had two catches for twenty two yards last week, but he did run a big holding call on the floor. On I the bet you set. that was Patricia's key on defense was to shut down that tight end, yeah. and it will probably be similar if, if Ground is healthy and ready to go. In this game. I agree. Hey, I think I think we have to admit, despite the loss last week, I think we covered tight ends better than we have in the past. So I think they're adjusting to it a little bit. You know, uh, I I think we're we're getting better in that area. Yeah, Gronk didn't have a good game last week, so. Yeah, maybe we can limit it. I, I think the Patriots so. are ripe for a fall. Uh, they've been good for so long. They lost a lot of key players the last year, and we everyone just assumes they reload and they, re, you know, but it, you can't just assume that every year. And Brady is, like you said, he's fifty nine years old, so you know, yeah, I mean, it, this stuff catches up. But I, I think maybe it'll catch up to them this year a little bit. Plus, most importantly, they lost Matt Patricia, so. Well, right. Yeah, yeah, take that into consideration for sure. Yeah. And then they have to go into Detroit this early in the season. That's got to be a tough No kidding, Bob. You're right about that. <laughs> yeah. No one, no one wants that. Only the <laughs> Jets. Only the Jets are the ones that can come up and walk out of Detroit. Plus, <laughs> mi- minus, yeah, minus Monday night uh, to start this season, Staffers usually shows up for these primetime games. So. True. That's a good point. That's a good point, actually. And Stafford's ready to, I think Stafford's been getting a lot of criticism lately, justifiably so. But uh, I, I think he knows what people are saying. He's ready to break out, too. So, I, you know, I think we expect some good things from him, too. So, All right. Yeah. Well, that's Should a little bit of a preview for next week, and we'll get back to our predictions at the end. I just want- Divisional recap. I'm going to do a little bit of a divisional roundup. So we had this wild Packers-Vikings game. That ended in a tie. Um, Vikings scored 22 points in the fourth quarter to end up with a tie. The Vikings kicker Whoa. missed three field goals and eventually got cut. Um, so <laughs> the score is 29-29. Do you guys do you guys like ties in the NFL? I think it's terrible. I hate I ties. Agree. I hate them. Hate them. 
I think the players uh, hate him too. I don't know why they do this. I think you need to play to a win somehow. Go to the college system already. It's the best system. Yeah, they should come up with some better system than what they do. I agree. Or do the playoffs in the regular? They have the playoff system that stops them from ending a tie. It's the same thing. Just go to sudden death or whatever. It's. I mean, even sudden death was you know better than this crap. Well, I think sudden death was a problem just because you know the other team didn't have a chance to answer. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. You know, I kind of like the college way, or maybe even just if you can't finish the pro way, finish the college way. But you got to finish it somehow. There needs to well, be a like, winner. Don't <laughs> they do that in the playoffs? In the playoffs, if you do that, they go to a, a similar to a college style, don't they? Because they can't. I know. Do they? Uh, they did something to make it and not in a tie in the playoffs. I thought they I, kept playing. Just, well, just, I, I know they're trying to limit the play. You know, they don't want to. They want wear a everybody canned out. product, right? They want a canned product that's three hours. They, can they I should go with the NHL and go three on three in overtime and uh, or ooh, four second? That's a good four point. second rush. It's not a bad. I throw out a that. wild suggestion. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> can I throw out a wild suggestion? Go ahead. Absolutely. Yeah. So the NFL probably doesn't want to extend these games because, um, well, like you said, television, but also to limit more hitting on these players. They already went through a grueling sixty-minute game plus overtime. So. The the forgotten man on the roster, the long snapper. Let's get two long snappers out there and hit a target, and whoever gets the most points are hitting those targets or something along, the, <laughs> along that line. Because Don frickin' Mulbeck will win that every single time for the Lions, at least. That's a good point. That or no just have a kicking competition. Just keep start like the 10 and keep backing up until the first kicker misses. I mean, we yeah, can do that like that one. <laughs> but I want to get the long snapper some love. So. Or have the head long coach snapper to work there. Have the head coaches meet on the 50-yard line and fight. <laughs> I like our that chances. Be, that, 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 one takes, that one takes the cake for me. Patricia's got, Patricia's got his pencil. And we got his man <laughs> yes. I killed seven men with a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John Wick reference there. <laughs> um, uh, one more thing this game and it infuriates the hell out of me i don't know did everybody see the roughing the passer call at the end of this game in the fourth yes. quarter yes what is yeah. the nfl coming to if that is a roughing the passer call agree with you 100 percent, zach so first of all they make the call and even worse to me is the fact that after the game and after the nfl had a chance to review this play they're using right. that as an example to send around the league to show the teams what not to do yep. this is football you hit the guy in the middle of the of the hip while he's it's throwing terrible. the ball. Yeah, bad, bad call. Oh, my God. I'm just wondering yeah, what kind of precedent terrible. going forward this is setting for the league because that is very disturbing. Not a good one. Well, I think the Lions have to win a Super Bowl before I can't watch this game anymore because that's the way it's going. They're turning into soccer. It's okay. unbelievable. By I, the way, I was by the way, bad. I hate the Packers, and they should have won that game. Has anybody seen that Dr. Pepper commercial that was on during the game? When when uh, when the parents were talking to their kid and the kid was following soccer, but he, oh yeah, but he wasn't telling. Like <laughs> he says this is a, a gateway sport. Next thing you know, you'll be watching lacrosse and like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. That. that is brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> it's one of the best commercials I ever saw. Fantastic. <laughs> anyway. Okay, well we can start wrapping this up a little bit. I just um, right. we're gonna do our weekly thing where we. Each say one thing the Lions need to do to get a victory in the next week. 
So, Bob, we can start with you. What is one thing the Lions right. need to do next week to get a victory? One thing. Yes. What is one your thing top be- thing that they need to do? Beyond out, outscoring the opponent. Um, Correct. I'll go. Yes. Um, <laughs> I would say stopping the run game. They can't get those big, big run plays that's been killing them. If they can clean that up, then they'll, we can outdo them. I like it. Okay. Jack? Okay. I think it's just uh, it kind of comes down to one man. All things else the same. Uh, Matty Boy's just got to get his throws on target. If he gets the throws on target, I think we're going to be – I think that's when this team's going to finally start to lift off is, is when Stafford gets back in his groove. Uh, that's it. Matt, Matt's making on his game. Yeah. That's a good one. And, Jack, I'm kind of agreeing with you uh, along those lines. I think the offense needs to come out strong early and not have to come back from behind like they always do. I think that we need to come out there and show our presence early in the game instead of waiting until the last minute. So, yeah, along those same lines, I think the offense needs to come out strong early. I like it. Yes, I agree. I think the one thing they need to do is get out to an early lead. I want to see that other Lions team. They give them some confidence against a, a team that has won – a few Super Bowls, obviously. So just to give them that confidence and to get out early, I think would be huge for this team. And it would be a nice change of pace for them as well. Like, hey, we're on the lead. Let's finish this thing. Yeah. All so right. uh, now I want your thoughts for next week, the final segment, prediction. Predictions. Um, let's all go around and give your scores. So okay. far, everybody on the podcast is over for 2 this year. <laughs> okay. We're probably going to be out for three after this week, too, but let's go for it. <laughs> all right. Who's up first? Uh, Run Dog. Let's go with you. Ooh, all right. Um, I'm going to go 24 21 Detroit in a tight game. I wow. think. Uh, I think it's going to be actually somewhat low scoring despite two more high-powered offenses. But uh, I think the Lions clean some things up. I think the running game gets going a bit more. And I think the defense – I think Kennard gets after uh, Brady, makes him a little uncomfortable, stops him from getting too much going on. All right. UJ. All right. I'm going to say the Lions because uh, that's what we're all going to predict here. Uh <laughs> I think they're going to win, and I think uh, I think they're going to make Brady a little uncomfortable. I think the Lions are going to go out, get an early lead, and I think the Lions are going to win 41-28. to 28. I think they're going to win by a good score because I think what's going to happen, they're going to come out early and they're going to score, and the defense is going to do better than we expect. And then at the end of the game, Brady's going to be in desperation mode, and we're going to hassle it. We're going to harass him, and we're, we're going to wind up winning by a second score. There's going to be a key turnover at the end of the game, and we're going to ice the game. I think we win by two scores. So 41-28. I like that. All hey, right. Bob. Am I up? Um, yes. Yeah. I, I also I think the Lions offense is going to get on track this week. And uh, I'd say uh, – We'll score at least 28 points, so let's give 28, maybe uh, 17. Because I think, the unfortunately, Pats will score against us, but I think we can limit them. And uh, it, the, only, the only thing that would keep us uh, – hopefully we'll be running the ball more late in the game and not have to run up the score. 
But a shootout would be fun too if we win it. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> go ahead. So twenty, right. what did I say? Twenty. Uh, Twenty-eight seventeen. Eight seventeen. Story. Yeah. Rudd Dog at twenty-four twenty-one. UJ, you at forty-one twenty-eight. I'm going to go thirty-one twenty-seven. Detroit, of course. I of course. believe the Lions can get up to an early lead. I think it's going to be seventeen to seven Lions at halftime, and I see them winning thirty-one twenty-seven. I think they make a couple adjustments in the second half, but and make it a little close. They score a late touchdown, but then the Lions recover the onside kick. And, and Nick Valore wow. picks up the onside kick, no less. I love it. Very detailed. <laughs> yeah, very detailed. All right. I, Are we going to get I our, I, our I first? Uh... I think I dreamt this last night. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah it's really visual. Um, are we going to get our first 100-yard uh, rusher this week? Ooh, oh. that, that, there's a good question. There's Carry good on question. my way, son. Yeah. Let him loose. Let him loose. Feed him the rock. I agree. Yeah. I, the Lions need that one big breakout run. We don't have enough of those where we have like a 68-yard run like we see other teams do against us. But carry we need on, one yeah. of those, and that's how you get your 100-yard rusher. He did it against Oakland in the preseason, got called back, but we, he's capable of doing it. I think carry yeah. the man. If, if he doesn't th- the next week, I think he's getting close. They need to I stop agree. pretending that LeGarrette Blunt's some sort of primary back. He's a utility back. You use him to, to, in certain situations – I don't think – I mean, to, like, relieve carry-on. But carry-on is clearly the guy. I mean, he's that young stud that you need to get going. Absolutely. Are, are you still bitter about Zach Zenner getting cut? <laughs> hey. Anyone? And what helped our special teams. <laughs> hey, uh, everyone, everyone wants yeah, that yeah. white running back, right? But, I mean, we always got Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> so. And Rex Burkhead, the Patriots got one. Oh yeah, that's right. I don't. Yeah, I don't care. White, black, green, yellow, blue. It doesn't matter to me. I want some guy that's going to carry us to victory. That's all I care about. <laughs> all right. Well, go Lions. Absolutely, go Lions. Yes. Well, thank you everybody for go listening. Lions. This has been drinking the blue Kool Aid. Um, we discussed our favorite team, and we're ready for a Lions victory to get. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.